Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Taking all the good we got And turning it back Hell, I'll be damned I think I'm turning into my old man Am I the only one Willing to bleed Take a bullet for being free Screaming what the hell in my TV For telling me Sees it as it is And worries about his kids As they try to undo All the things he did Am I the only one Who can't take no more Screaming If you don't like it There's a freaking door This ain't the freedom We've been fighting for It was something more Wherever you are in the world, my name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 8.30. And that was Aaron Lewis's Am I the Only One? And I put that link there 
in the chat so you guys can go ahead and get that out there. Great tune. Aaron Lewis, amazing patriot. Go out and support him. I'm actually going to go to uh, see him out here in uh, Prior Lake in about uh, two months. So I'm, I'm excited. Cool, dude. Heck yeah. going to be a good show. And uh, if you're new here to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose, if you're catching us, whether it's uh, through American Media Periscope or Badlands or you're just new to the Red Pill Project, this is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy of what we call the firestorm event of the systematic takedown of the United States of America, the usurping of our Constitution, the undermining of our rights, our freedoms, our liberties, the infiltration of our social, our cultural, our political organizations and the, uh, the, the methodical approach to collapse U.S. supply chain and infrastructure leading to a global economic collapse. And we've been monitoring and investigating and researching this for a very, very long time. And uh, the last few days we've been talking about specifically the Trump card. And, uh, you know, I, like I, I, I'm always going to say this. I'm, I'm going to put this out there. I don't know. I'm, I'm just looking at the information that I have and trying. I got I got this one little fly in here. I'm gonna if I can catch this fucker. Oh sure. God! But I, listen, we've been talking about this, and I, I'm I'm speculating here, right? I'm I'm looking at the information, and Trump has been putting out various timestamps that are equivalent with other things. The other day, he put out a post about Georgia and about election fraud and about the indictments and the timestamp matched the Trump card. And I'm like, right. Oh, Whoa, Whoa. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy right there. That was 1201. He put it out at 1201 PM Eastern time. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty interesting. And then yesterday he did it again. And we find a few different posts that correlate with some Q posts. And we're like, Whoa, yeah. we talked about that, the great awakening. And we talked about eight, four, nine, uh, 849, he, he posted a post yesterday at 849 a.m. And that post led to future proofs of past. You have so much more than you know, biggest intel drop in the known history. And this post specifically deals with an intel drop because he was saying, hey, on August 21st, Monday, I'm going to be releasing evidence that is conclusive, will exonerate me. And yep. what? And we logically went through this to say, what, what information could logically conclusively exonerate Donald Trump of all these crimes. And there are only one thing, and that is proof and verification 100% of election fraud that will be acceptable and admissible within the court of law, which means that it has to come from a source beyond citizen researchers. It can't come from Mike Lindell. It can't come from Greg Phillips. It can't come from Donald Trump's research team or Sidney Powell, right? It's got to come from a legitimate source, most likely the military or the intelligence community. And I got a few more things to add into this when we talk about it, but that post 849 was obviously the biggest intelligence drop in known history. And it also said, watch the water. And I thought about this. And this is actually a theory that we had a while back that what if watch the water meant the dam? The dam in China? Well, no. So you remember metaphorically, so you remember how when we originally said watch the water, everybody was talking about Three Gorges Dam in China, like the water, and it could bust any time? Think about that metaphorically. What happens initially when the dam starts leaking? Drip. Drip. Oh, yeah. Drip. Then what happens when the dam breaks open? Flood. Watch the water. Hey. Metaphorical, right? And we, Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Me too. That's, I'm like, wah. And then August 21st, there just happens to be only one Q post, and that's the date that Trump's going to disclose this information. And that Q post is the Great Awakening. Hmm, interesting. Well, if that wasn't enough, Donald Trump did it again today. Check this out. Let let me pull this one up. This is Donald Trump's post earlier today. Fox News is going all out, just as they did in 2016, to figure out who who this very large but failing Republican field can beat your favorite president, Donald John Trump. Now, that's one of the first times that he's used his full name, Donald John Trump. Hmm. They only they, they use only the most negative polls, which are still great for me, and do everything possible to show that they still have a chance. They even pull out nice guy Mark Thiessen to do con, uh, contortions with numbers that just don't exist. On top of all that, I am the only one beating by a lot the crooked Joe Biden, the worst P ever. And then you have P... And quotation marks. You notice he doesn't call him president, does he? 
Nope. P. Well, Enoch put it out here, and we, we put it out there as well. 0714, if you remember this one. Mess with the best, I like the rest. Two highly classified clown ops exposed, 44 remaining. Wizards and warlocks save the best for last. P in kill brackets. Now, there was a lot of controversy within the Q community of what P meant. Uh, Jeff Peterson and, and Shady over there at the MGs, they swear this is Paysour. Um, this is Daniel Paysour, who would have been the heir to the French throne. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Marie Antoinette's son, who exiled mm -hmm. from the United States, apparently bought up all the railroads, and that mm -hmm. family controls the dynasty of the United States. Is okay. that principle? I don't know. I mean, there's there's little evidence, but there's something there. But I, I, I like looking at Q in, in a very, very logical fashion. Occam's razor fashion. It's P. Okay, well, is there anything else that pertains to this specific post that Donald Trump put out there? The time? Oh, yeah. yeah, he posted it at 133. So let's go to 133 and see if P has any relevance. Oh my gosh. And this just happens to be my favorite Q post. 133. Hard to swallow, important to progress. Who are the puppet masters? House of Sod, Rothschild, Soros, focus on above three. Public wealth disclosures, false, many governments of the world feed the eye. Think slush funds feeders, think war, think environmental packs feeders. Triangle has three sides, eye of providence, follow the bloodlines, right? So does the bloodlines aspect of this have anything to do with P and what we initially suspected it to be? Absolutely it does, hmm. right? What is the keystone? Ukraine. Does Satan exist? Does the thought of Satan exist? Who worships Satan? What cult? And then it gets into pedophilia. So in the context of Donald Trump's post there. But at the end, too, it has a, a uh, pertinent quote. Vladimir Putin, the new world order worships Satan. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So what P are they talking about? What P is Donald Trump referencing when he calls Joe Biden the worst P ever? I would say pedo. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's true from everything I could gather. Yeah. And so wow. he basically timestamped this one post. And this is interesting because this is preparatory for what he's going to do Monday, in my opinion. And I think Monday could be just a little bigger crack. And then there's more coming down. He wants to test the waters. He doesn't want to give everything out there. But... Oof. Then you also have this other aspect of what's happening. If they believe that Donald Trump is going yeah. to basically break the dam down and let the water flow, you can expect something to happen between now and then. Yeah. You, you can expect some type of event to say, hey, we got to take everybody's attention away from Donald Trump because he's about to bring down the house. But that's only if they know what he has. And I do believe they know what he has. And the reason I think that is because they raided Mar-a-Lago looking for it. Yeah. Now, sure. what, now I explained this. Um, I don't know if I explained it here, but I did. Uh, we, we talked about it a little bit. The COVID-19 contact tracing data. Right? Yes, we, we did. We talked about Nakasami, who was uh, the cybersecurity head. We talked about uh, the special access program that would have been put in place to do this. There's a lot to digest with all of this. And I posted this earlier to kind of get a lot of thoughts out of my mind. I kind of reposted another post on Twitter pertaining to this. Um, what is the only level of evidence that would exonerate and conclusively prove election fraud in the 2020 election? I mean, it's a simple question. With everything that we've seen, what is the only level of evidence? All civilian research and investigation has been ignored and maliciously discredited. Here are a few things to consider. Lieutenant General Dan Kane headed the special access programs at the Pentagon from 2019 to 2021. Army General Paul Nakasone, U.S. Cyber Command Commander and Director of the National Security Agency, laid out the Defense Department's role in election cybersecurity starting after the 2018 midterms. White House took full control of the COVID-19 contact tracing program in July 2020. The National Guard was activated in more than 14 states to monitor cyber activity of the 2020 election. DNI Ratcliffe released a foreign threat of U.S. federal elections report in March of 2020. 
Now, remember, mm -hmm. that's the same report that Donald Trump said he had 45 days to release, mm -hmm. which he should have had it before December 15th, right? Mm -hmm. But Ratcliffe ignored that executive order and didn't release it till March. Here's the key that I think everybody missed. Ratcliffe released the unclassified version. Did Trump receive a classified version prior to the date and take it with him? Hmm. Contracting uh, contact tracing data is the same metadata used by Greg Phillips for the 2000 uh, Mules documentary. I put 2000 miles, 2000 Mules documentary. The military was actively monitoring all digital di digital data flowing in and out of the election centers and surrounding areas. Was there a special access program created to monitor, record, and access the data of the 2020 election using contact tracing data, geofencing, CCTV, digital camera data, P, uh, PCAP data, Wi-Fi data, text, and other communications data during the 2020 election? I do believe so. The only evidence that can conclusively exonerate Donald Trump and immediately discredit both indictments would be DOD intelligent community, uh, community report showing election fraud taking place. Yeah, irrefutable evidence. It's got to be irrefutable and from a legitimized source, a source that cannot be contested. Now, it, it, I, I haven't seen what's going on at Lindell's thing, but if Trump comes out Monday and says, you know, 2,000 mules, Greg Phillips, this data, it, it's over. I, 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 well, it's not over, but I would, I'm going to have my doubts. Because if that's the information that he's going to use and there is none of this stuff in the place... We're going to have some big problems and an uphill battle. And this is probably going to go to the Civil War. <laughs> like, like, that data is not going to exonerate Donald Trump. It's just not going to happen. They're, they're going to look at, even if you could convince a jury, they don't care. They don't care. It has to come from something of authority. It has to come from the FBI. It has to come from the NSA. It has to come from the DOD. <clears throat> and if he had a DNI report, December 15th, 2020, classified version that he declassed before he left and took it with him. That said, conclusively, Cyber Command monitored, and this is what they found. Boom, 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 boom. They analyzed uh, packet, uh, packet capture data and found intrusions within these voting machines. They found votes being changed in the middle of the night. They found contact tracing data, which was utilized and rearranged with geofencing and found that there was people dropping off ballots. I mean, you got to ask yourself is, you know, if he had that report the whole time, the question to him is going to be, why didn't he release it? And I guarantee his answer will be because you have to show the people you can't tell them. Now, I don't know what's going to happen Monday. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is what comes out. And if it is, it's going to be a boom. It is going to be boom, 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 boom. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Now, am I skeptical? Yeah, I am. But I typically would not put a post out, a tweet out, unless I have a little bit of confidence that this is what we can potentially see. Jane Helper, Dr. Jane Helper, was on British News Media the other day, and she claimed the military had it all. Military knows the real results of the election. Well, they do, and she's right. And so what if Donald Trump had a confidential classified report that was given to him and he had the evidence and he decided to wait? He decided these people will stop at nothing. You got to remember also, if we go back to the 2020 election, okay, firstly, uh, December 21st in, where was it? Nashville. You had the RV. Remember the mysterious audio that was going through all the yep. speakers telling people to evacuate? Yeah. Nobody knew where that came from. Something blew that RV up, but nothing else around it. Not even the windows around it were blown up. They yeah. said it blew up on its own accord. Outside a telecommunications building. Yeah, outside an AT&T telecommunications building that ran all of the 911 communication centers within the southeast. Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, all of those places. Tennessee, which would have been devastating, especially with the holidays coming up. Yeah, that's right when about Epstein's uh, one of Epstein's apartments collapsed. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Then, also during the same time, is there was 
Certain executive orders, certain executive orders that Donald Trump issued that rekindled funding. Remember, this was in January that rekindled funding for natural uh, natural emergencies, naturally uh, natural disaster emergencies that happened two years prior. And he reinitiated the funding. Now, this was in where? This was in Utah. This was in Georgia. And this was in Delaware or Louisiana and Delaware. Hmm. Okay. And those states specifically because. There was a lot of rumors going around that there was tactical nukes strategically placed around the country. And if Donald Trump came forth and contested this, they would blow them. One yes. of them would have been the uh, the levees in Louisiana, which would have flooded the Gulf into Louisiana, having a Katrina times a thousand all over again. Yeah. One of them in oh. Georgia. Um, one of them in uh, Utah. I think it was like an NSA center or something like that nature. And then we had the helicopters flying around all of Washington, D.C. and and hovering over the VP's house at the National Observatory, which made no sense. And we were saying, oh, my God, these are sniffers. Then on January 7th, 2021, we find that the large neutron reactor in Maryland, right next to Washington, D.C., had a partial meltdown. And they had to shut it down to fix it. They detected abnormal levels of radiation coming from it. Yep. And I said, that's where the nuke was. Because if they blew that neutron reactor with a tactical nuke, the whole eastern seaboard would have been gone, annihilated. Poisoned. But see, here's the thing. Yeah. Is let's assume that those tactical nukes are still in place. If they blow them now, that's on Joe Biden. Yeah. And if Donald Trump is asked, why didn't you come forward with this information sooner? Oh, my gosh. He could say, I was under duress. You want to know? I was under duress. Absolutely. I was under duress. How are you under duress? Do you want me to show you? Question. Yeah. And see, this opens up the can of worms. This brings it all into the light. And so you got to understand why he wouldn't bring that stuff forward. He would wait. And not only that is you have to show the people you can't tell them. And so we see this kind of unraveling. Now, it's, oh man, it's just absolutely epic what's going on here. So we have the Q posts, I think, are critically important to all of this because the Q posts kind of um, show us how this is all unfolded, that future really does prove the past, that a lot of what Q was setting the stage for was all of this coming forth of how all this was going to, what the plan really was. And the plan was to get the deep state, to get the cabal to react instead of act. And when they begin to react, they fall off of their foundation. They are no longer operating from their plan of attack. And when they're reacting, you have the upper hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is what he was doing. He was putting a pawn out there. They take the pawn. He'd put the rook out there. They take the rook. He'd put the bishop out there. They take the bishop. And he slowly just moved his queen, meandered around. One pawn, two pawns, three pawns, four pawns, five pawns, one rook. Checkmate. And see, this is what's happened is they've made so many of these reactive moves that their whole agenda has been leaked out to the world that they can no longer hide it. That that you go out there and interview Democrats on the streets in a liberal city and they're like, fuck Joe Biden. We hate Joe Biden. Nobody here voted for him. We don't want the guy. The guy's got dementia. He's a pedo. Like this is the sentiment in the United States of America. right now. And I mean, there's maybe 30% of people who actually voted for Joe Biden. And those 30% are still disillusioned today. These people are living in freaking la la land. They, they see everything is black and white. Everything is, uh, you know, a competition, it's white versus black, it's, it's Republican versus Democrat, and they're trying to win even though they're freaking sitting under the feet in the boots of the Republicans in the sense of actual numbers and actual support. So how do you create distractions? Well, you, you bring about useful distractions that also benefit yourself, right? Useful distractions that also benefit yourself. What are the odds been? That two tropical-style islands both start on fire in the same week. 
close to zero. Yeah. Well, you had Maui, and now you have the Spanish island of uh, Tenerife. Tenerife has a huge wildfire. Mass evacuations are underway. Interesting. What else do we have here? Here's one thing. And by the way, if we go back to the federal indictment against Donald Trump, and we'll talk about the distractions in a minute. Remind me to talk about the distractions in a minute. Okay. If we talk about the two indictments of Donald Trump, firstly, you have the Jack Smith indictment, which is the federal, and then you have the state level from uh, um, Fannie Willis. Take a load off Fannie. Take a <laughs> load today. So you had, then you have Fannie Willis. Jack Smith's indictment. Riddled with errors. They lied on the indictment. They excluded various words of context that mattered within the original indictment of what Donald Trump said. They are basically arresting him because of what he said, which is his First Amendment right. But they're claiming that he he knew he had lost the election, which there's no evidence to prove that. Prosecution's going to have a really hard time proving that. So firstly, that lawsuit or that, that indictment right there is, is null and void. It's a First Amendment case, and that'll go to the Supreme Court, and Donald Trump will win that in a heartbeat. The next one, the Fulton County clerk who leaked the Donald Trump charges says she accidentally hit send instead of save. Oh, just an accident. Sorry. I hit send instead of save. But see, Vince, the timing of when she hit send instead of save is what matters. Because what she sent was supposed to be a draft copy, right? Wasn't the final copy. And she sent it as if it was the real one. But it had all the same indictments on there. It had all the same votes from all the same members of the grand jury. The problem is, is the grand jury had not voted yet. So how does she send it, instead of saving, without the grand jury vote? But it already had the results on there. That right there, immediate dismissal of that indictment. It's null and void at that point. It's showing complete weaponization of the judicial process. There is no rule of law being played in that. So that right there. I mean, there's just two points that Trump's defense can argue in this. Um, I hope that that's not what they do because we'll see what happens. But. They need distractions. We're seeing weather-related distractions right now. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but Hurricane Hillary oh, yeah, is out there. Not. And you know, what, what are the odds? <laughs> what are the odds, okay, that a hurricane would form during this time, right before Donald Trump is about to release this evidence, and his name is fucking Hillary. And when is it supposed to hit landfall in California going through Mexico? Tomorrow. Monday. Well, Monday. Yes, Monday, San Diego, Monday. And, and you know, by the way, guys, I did make a joke, and it was pretty dark. But I said, I sure do hope Hurricane Hillary doesn't hit Haiti. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to hit California. Now, what's interesting about that, California doesn't get very many hurricanes. The, the, the Pacific Ocean doesn't get very many hurricanes. Global warming, so, Josh. Well, let me, let me ask you this. California and Los Angeles and everything in between. What is, what is the biggest GDP producer in that area? And by the way, it's, it's actually in the whole country. <laughs> Probably the drug trafficking and human trafficking well, at the border. <laughs> yes, but there's another part here that you that I want you to see. Uh, yeah, what is it? Crops? I don't know. No, think about it. Uh, where, where are they located? Who? Where are they located? Who? San Diego and L.A. Southern California. What's right next to Southern California? Hawaii? Mexico? What? Nope. I don't think know. The ocean. Okay. What comes into the ocean, into the ports? Boats. Ships, cargo ships, imports. What did we talk about yesterday that is preparatory executive order? Oh, protecting the oceans. 
interesting that the uh, that the executive order that Joe Biden signed two days ago uh, was about the use of the Coast Guard, which falls under the Department of Homeland Security. Joe Biden has deferred the powers of officer appointment. Secretary of the, the, the Secretary of Homeland Security can now, at his own will, consonants, appoint a variety of officers and commissioner uh, commissioned officers to the United States Coast Guard. Coast Guard has jurisdictional authority over all coastal waters and international waters when a crime is suspected within State Department approval. So hmm. this is interesting because I came out and proposed three different scenarios, potential new lockdowns, virus, pandemic type of event, Coast Guard will be used to check incoming ships for outbreaks, sleeper cells, spying and weapons, threat of coastal invasion, attack, clandestine foreign assets, preparations for a black swan event or lockdown country, coast enhanced maritime security prior to suspected date. If a hurricane ran through Southern California, and I know it's going to hit landfall and then California, but let's say it floods. Let's say it takes out cargo ships. What's going to have to happen? The Coast Guard's going to have to get deployed. The numbers are going to have to get boosted up. They might appoint some temporary first-line leaders. Hmm. Almost like they knew it was going to happen. Gosh. And if that hits Monday, oh, my goodness, that's going to be on the whole news circuit. Haven't really heard much about it yet. No, but you will. Hurricane Hillary hits California. Yeah. And Donald Trump's news drowned out. And what, what, wait, what was the post that Donald Trump just, oh my, oh my God. Oh my God, Vince. What? Remember the timestamp 849 with Donald Trump? No. What's it say? Watch the water. That's his timestamp right there from the other day. Future proves the past. You have so much more than you know. Biggest intel Watch drop in our known history. It, the biggest intel drop in our known history happens on Monday, August 21st, the same day. California is going to be hit with Hurricane Hillary. Good God, dude. What the? How heck? metaphorical is that? It's stunning. It's absolutely mind-boggling. How would he know? How did they know? How did they know? You know, I'm starting to believe that Baron Trump lives to, like, a long, long time, helps to discover time travel. He went back to the early 1900s, wrote two books about the future, and then then went and informed his father what was going to, or informed his uncle John Trump what was going to happen, and then went back to the the future and lived out the rest of his life. And he saved maybe, America. Maybe he's one of the uh, interdimensional non-human <laughs> intelligence or whatever. <laughs> I'm telling you, about. <laughs> if, if we are right about Monday and it's a, a massive boom and Hurricane Hillary hits California and strengthens before it hits California gosh, and all the focus goes on a natural disaster because of the hurricane of California and trade is, dis uh, is disrupted and the Navy and the Coast Guard are involved. Yeah. I I'm just going to be jaw dropped. Dude, well, pull up this uh, map real quick. I mean, this is serious. This is uh, coming. I'll send it here. And uh, the course right now is exactly that, dude. And they're saying it's going to be strengthening. Right now, it's not that strong. It's a tropical depression, but, or whatever they call it, mm -hmm. tropical storm. There you go. I bet you this thing is going to whip around and then come back. Right into L.A.? Yep. It's uh, going to whip around and come right into L.A. and San Diego. You want to know why? You want to yeah. know why? Of course I do. How valuable is that real estate there? Oh, it's good stuff. What just happened in Maui? And, and what happened in Maui is the governor came out and said, what? I'm going to well, try to figure state, out a way to buy this land. We're going to buy that land from these people to help them out. And if they don't buy it, they're going to take it through eminent domain. Well, how about this? 
What happens when San Diego and L.A. are destroyed by a hurricane? Seen the line in Saudi Arabia? Well, if you thought that was crazy, then get ready for Tolosa, a $400 billion proposed smart city in the United States. Announced in September 2021 by former Walmart executive and billionaire Mark Lore, he outlined his vision for a 5 million person new city in America. Tolosa will be 150,000 acres with a massive skyscraper at its center. A city where commutes are just 15 minutes, buildings are covered in lush greenery, and gas-powered vehicles are banned. Tolosa will be 100% efficient and sustainable. Sound familiar to the line? By 2030, the first phase of construction will cover 1,500 acres and house 50,000 residents at an estimated cost of $25 billion. The total project will likely exceed $400 billion, and the city will reach its target population of 5 million within four. 40 years. Do you think it will be a success? Seen the line? The Great Reset is underway, and they are clearing way for the new smart 15-minute cities. And what better way to do that than to flood San, uh, San Diego and L.A.? Like you say, you gotta, you got to break it down before you can build back better. That's right. Gosh, that's terrifying. Hopefully wrong. Hopefully wrong on that one. But it's, I mean, look at everything in front of us, folks. Yep. Look at everything that's happening right now. Look at everything that's happening. Now, how about this? This is in Russian, so I'm not going to play the video. Oh, it's translated. Well, it's translated with subtitles, but this does it on radio. Oh, maybe it's a different video I'm thinking of. Oh, let me see. Well, the one that I have is definitely not. Заболеваемости не характерными инфекциями отмечен в данный момент в ряде стран. И то есть тоже мы можем говорить о том, что это не без помощи американских биологов. Я думаю, что. Okay. So what's he saying here? What's he saying here? Russian chief of nuclear, chemical, and biological protection, Lieutenant General Igor Krylov. They, the U.S., have a policy of global biological control. They understood that by creating artificial biological crises, they could rule the world. Krilov highlights how the U.S. big pharma companies have enriched themselves by the release of SARS-CoV-2 and how the damage from the pandemic is, do is dozens of times greater than the aftermath of World War II. He also highlights Russia's repeated efforts to bring thousands of documents to the U.N., with which the U.S. repeatedly denies to cooperate, and that's pertaining to U.S. biolabs that RFK was just talking about. Now, why would they want to um, why would they want to have that biocontrol of the world? Uh, do you mean like the deep state, these freaks? Yeah. To spread some DNA around? I don't know. To kill people? To why? kill people. Because not everybody is going to want to take part in what's happening and they're going to fight back and they don't want people to fight back. But what news did we get today? I don't know. Out of Florida. Virus alert in parts of Florida as dengue spreads across the country. Vince, I could have swore. There was somebody on a podcast somewhere that's been talking about the weaponization of mosquitoes. And that typically about two and a half years after these Oxitech genetically modified mosquitoes are released, that various different geographic locations start to have these outbreaks of yeah. dengue, Zika, yellow fever, yeah. malaria. Yeah. Now, we just had a case of malaria last month in Sarasota, two and a half years mm -hmm. after the release of the Oxitech genetically modified mosquitoes in mm -hmm. the Keys, Florida Keys. Now, dengue is a third world country virus. Very, very rare to have it in the United States. Now, the virus is most likely being spread by mosquitoes. Oxitec GMO mosquitoes uh, approximately two and a half years later after the release in the Florida Keys. Last month, there was a malaria case. 
Oxitec GMO mosquitoes funded by Bill Gates have modified G7 saliva protein, which allows successful transfer of virus, bacteria, borne illnesses from the mosquito to human beings. And in human beings, you have many people have the bioweapon, which is immunosuppressive. If they have immunosuppressive bioweapon, what happens to these people when they get bit by a mosquito potentially carrying a virus or an illness? They get sick and they spread it to other immunocompromised people. This is bio-warfare at its finest. Yeah. And it trips me out, dude. Because remember how I developed what I self-diagnosed as Skeeter Syndrome, where you get... I thought your uh, doctor told you that. No, I don't... I, dude. Oh. I was like, dude, that's so cool. Your doctor called it Skeeter Syndrome. That's what it's called. It's oh, when you have an inflammatory, right. inflammatory reaction to a mosquito bite. Never happened to me in my entire life until I went to Hawaii last March. Mm-hmm. Hawaii. And then, since then, it happened to me in Washington State. But then, sometimes it doesn't happen. Depends now. on the mosquito. It's whether you're getting bit by a genetically modified mosquito or not, Vince. Yeah. Because I, you're, you're, you're having a reaction to the D7 protein that's modified in the mosquito. Yeah, totally. Dude, I believe that. I believe it. This creeps. Now, this is interesting, and I'm going to go just back to the Donald Trump stuff in the Atlanta indictment. Scott McAfee has been a uh, judge six months. He's assigned to the Trump's Georgia case. Right. I saw people looking into him. So six months into his new gig, he was assigned to oversee perhaps the biggest case in Georgia's history, a criminal indictment of former President Donald Trump and 18 others. McAfee, 34 years old, has spent much of his career as a prosecutor, first for the Fulton County District Attorney, later for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Atlanta. McAfee was randomly assigned to the case, but he has worked for key people involved in the events of 2020. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, a fellow Republican who Trump attacked repeatedly for not joining his efforts to overturn Trump's loss. Former U.S. Attorney Bai Young Pak, who Trump forced out of office for not joining the effort. And Fannie Willis, a Democrat District Attorney in Fulton County, whose more than two and a half year probe led to the charges. Attorneys in Atlanta call McAfee smart and professional. Those qualities will be tested in a gigantic case that will involve Trump, who has adopted an often brazen approach to legal proceedings. This guy is a virgin to these court cases. Why would he get randomly assigned? Because I don't think they have much faith in the indictments. Why put, why put a senior judge in this? Throw, throw the young guy in there. You know what? If he does good, if everything works out, we're good to go. If he makes massive mistakes, then we can blame Trump getting off on the judge. He becomes the fall guy. And yes, Donald Trump is going to walk. Donald Trump is going to get off. There is no way that Donald Trump is going to jail. And if Donald Trump goes to jail, I'm sorry, but you're going to have some hillbillies, some rednecks. You're going to have a whole bunch of uh, radical right-wing groups begin to move towards anarchism just saying just telling you like i'm gonna peacefully be here i i i I don't condone any of those actions but i'm telling you it's coming if they arrest trump because a lot of people look at him as the savior of this country and i'm not ideological like that i don't look at it as an ideologue but you better people better watch out with what they do next because shit's going to hit the fan. So stocks have fallen the second straight day in a row. The Nasdaq drops 1% as the Fed city uh, cites lingering, excuse me, lingering inflation. Isn't this interesting? So Kirk Elliott was talking about this earlier on the radio show that Michael Berry um, shorted the Nasdaq and the S&P 500. The reason is, is because the Nasdaq has about 300 stocks on it. S&P 500 has uh, 500 stocks. And the Dow only has 30, so it's a lot easier to manipulate the Dow than it is the NASDAQ and the S&P. And that these are put options, which have expiration dates, which means that if he doesn't make a profit off of this between now and then, which they decreases his, uh, his value over time moving in toward that expiration date, he loses it all. This is the biggest risk. He, he put 95% of his hedge funds money up, including his own. A man like that, who's that intelligent, does not make those types of decisions unless he knows 
with absolute certainty that something's going to happen. And I think we all feel it. We all see it. We all know it. It's coming. And it's coming faster than you could ever imagine. I just hope that it doesn't happen when I'm out of state. When I'm driving on the roads. Because then, well, then I got to get home pretty fast, right? Yeah, so, man. We'll do it on the weekends, guys. We'll do it on the weekends. So almost everyone is dumping U.S. government treasuries, including the Fed. Foreign countries, the BRICS nations, China, Russia, everybody is dumping U.S. treasuries, including the Federal Reserve. Why would they be dumping U.S. treasuries right now? To August 22nd, 2023. Mm, the BRICS meeting next week. BRICS meeting. Which is the day after Trump's presser. The day <laughs> after Trump's presser. Or maybe it starts the same day uh, and it goes on for a couple days. But yeah, wow. <laughs> what a coincidence there. I didn't realize those I mean, the same week. I mean, just what a coincidence. Hurricane Hillary right. hitting California the on the hurricane. same day that Donald Trump is going to release the information, the bomb, that basically exonerates him. And the that same day that the BRICS nations are going to come out and release their gold-based yeah. global reserve currency. Next week's going to be a big one. Whew. Is, did I say that a month ago? <laughs> yeah. Three I said ago, this I is going to be big. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. So uh, Zhongrong Trust, which is one of the largest financial institutions in China, has over a trillion dollars worth, or it has, uh, I think, like $30 trillion of assets under management or something like that. They missed a debt payment. And this is feared within China that they're on their way towards a, a, a recession and global economic collapse because this would be the second bank in two years. Besides the big, bigger ones. The, the, sorry, the smaller ones like Guangzhou and so forth. This is not good. Like this is, they missed a loan payment on like a trillion dollars worth of, of debt. This bank's going to go under. And when that happens, China's going to go down under with it. So the UAE, United Arab Emirates, has completed the uh, first oil sale with India. Not yep. in U.S. dollars, but in ruples. Here we go. And ruples right now are pennies to the dollar. You know, you, you, know, you, you, like, you can't really go buy them right now, but I wish I could. You, you don't need to. You could just buy gold. And That's Russians right. don't care about that, by the way. That's kind of a narrative over here where it's like, oh, the ruble is performing so terribly compared to all these other currencies. Meanwhile, in Russia, their stance is we don't care what our money is compared to yours because we're getting out of that system. We're not trading our ruples for dollars. We have our own backing. And by the way, it's cheaper, cheaper for us to live. It's cheaper for us to buy food. It's cheaper for us to live our lives in our own isolated country with other BRICS nations. So it don't matter. Go on, Vince. I like this. Yeah. That's <laughs> rant over. That's, rant over. Awesome. That's it. So the state of Georgia has proposed a March 4th for the start of the Trump trial. Is that significant? Because that's the day before Super Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're such crooks. They're so obviously crooks. Of course. Yep. We'll see what happens with the scheduling, but. And I think that this might be a part of maybe what Donald Trump puts out Monday. Engineers discover nationwide cellular network connects election equipment and gives federal government access to election systems at precinct level. Is now, let me something? say this again. Engineers discover nationwide cellular network connects election equipment and gives federal government access to election systems at the precinct level. <laughs> Now, go back to what I was saying about a special military operation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It all fits. Look at that. That's a lot of data. And that's, that's every state, data. folks. Yep. I wonder if California is actually red. <laughs> well, I'm telling we'll you. find out. Can you imagine if all that came out and we find <laughs> out that it was all exactly that? That everything was rigged? I wouldn't be surprised. I think it is. Well, David White had asked this question today, and he said, what do you think would happen? I said, well, the states would get involved. The states would be like, what yeah. the hell just happened? You undermined our elections. We certified them. And so we're pulling our electors back. The state governors and the state legislators would issue decrees to the federal government. Basically, you have seven days to comply. 
If there's a contested election in this state or if the results that we're seeing from the stolen election got your position elected, your seat is now up for grabs, paper ballots only, emergency election in seven days. And if you do not comply, we're pulling our state authority from the federal authority, from our federal charter. Yep. And that's basically a, a cold civil war at that point. And you know yeah. what the federal government would do, right? They're going to threaten and coerce. Yeah, they're going to ignore them. You do what we tell you to do. We're mobilizing the military. Well, guess what? 85% of all military bases in CONUS are in red states. Plus, I mean, come or on. Or red counties. Yeah, good luck. The military is yep. going to see everything that comes out on Monday and uh, and what has already come out as well. Am I? Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. I just froze. Look at that. Really? Really? Really, Vince? Let's see if we can get Vince back. Ah! 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 All right. We'll get Vince back here in a second. So there's a lot of things happening, guys. And I know there's like a lot of little other news around and about and stuff. This is the interesting stuff because this is what it all hedges upon. This all hedges upon the truth that is coming out right now. And it's only Wednesday. We got, we still got two more days of the week. Right. As a reminder for that, about the two more days of the week, Vince is doing a show Friday night conversations on the fringe with Lindsay Sharman. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's gonna be fun. I'm excited. It'll be a good one. So Vince and Lindsay Sharman, Friday night, I will be uh, um, taking a little trip and uh, going down to uh, a few of the southern states, going to Texas and stuff. Sweet. Um, so that'll be pretty cool. And then I have some events coming up. I wanted to talk about this one specifically. Um, if you guys don't know Ian Trotter, Ian is is awesome. Just a 100% a patriot. I've known him through the Clay Clark events for uh, the the last few years. Me and him have met there. But there's Take Back Oregon 2023. And this event, Baker County Republicans and the Baker County Cattle Producers presents Take Back Oregon 2023. Um, This is September 29th and September 30th. September 29th is the VIP dinner. September 30th is the event. Um, it is at the Baker city, Oregon rodeo grounds. Okay. And the speakers, you have brigadier general Blaine Holt, Dr. Brian Artis, uh, Joe Collins, Megan Walsh will be there. We have Zach Voorhees, Megan Steele, Leo Zaki, Kristen Sokoloff. Uh, we have Mark Thielman, Mark Finchman from Arizona will be there. Nick Callis, Ian Smith will be there. And then look at those guys, Jim Price, myself, and Dr. Nima Nanda. So that's who will be there. We'll be having a great time right there talking about various topics. I'll be talking about the Great Reset versus the Great Awakening. If you guys want tickets to this event, this is the link. Vince will send it out to you guys. I'm going to send it out to the one chat that I have right in front of me. Here's the link for that. If you're in that Oregon area, Idaho, close to that area, and you want to go to that event, I will be there. So feel free. We're going to have a booth all set up. I got to find some people to come out there and help me. We'll have a booth all set up and uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some merch or just a meet and greet. I got to have something to do there. Um, but I will be speaking and we will be live broadcasting it on Red Pills TV. So just so you know, we will be live broadcasting it on Red Pills TV. Um, some other things within the uh, the workings here. Uh, the Fringe, a new show on American Media Periscope starring myself. Uh, We'll be starting on and around September 1st on American Media Periscope's Rumble Channel Live. That should be taking over AMP after hours. And it'll be a half an hour later at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But that is going to be um, basically our Friday night show that we do now is called Conversations on the Fringe. And I pitched this idea to AMP. and They're like, do it five days a week. And I'm like, that's a lot of work. They said, let's do it. And I said, okay. And so we're trying to get booked out. We're trying to get guests. We're trying to get topics. Basically, it's going to be basically a one week where we talk about like one phenomenon or if there's like certain things coming up in the news, we'll talk about that. But it's going to be a deep dive discussion. It's going to be basically conversations on the fringe five days a week. Um, so keep that in mind. Put that on your radar. 
Um, and then the question is, is, well, what happens to Fringe and Fringe Fridays? Fringe After Dark will still be on Friday nights. So after the Fringe on American Media Periscope, we will go immediately into Fringe After Dark on the social red pill. That's not going to change. Uh, there might be some changes to Saturday night schedule with Makes You Think, where maybe we do conversations on the Fringe, the red pill edition, on Saturday night. So we'll see. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, and there's a lot of things to kind of go over with that because it's a lot of content that we would need. But if you didn't watch the AMP shows and you came in on Friday, uh, Saturday and we're doing a Fringe episode, you're going to get a whole shitload of stuff because you're going to get the whole week's worth of my data dump. So it'll be actually a really good time. So, um, yep. And yeah, I That's have sweet. no problem doing a Saturday night show. I'm not going to be doing it every week, but, you know, Vince will host it. Jim Price will host it. That's how we'll kind of do it. Uh, and Jim Price is obviously he's a, a family member here at the Red Pill Project. And, um, expect to see him, you know, times that I can't make it as a as a co-host or a host of this show and uh, and all of our other shows. And he's my co-host on the Dark Delight show. Um, you maybe even see him on Morning Coffee filling in for Vince when Vince has to go, you know, take care of some business or something. So just uh, know that we are growing a little bit and we're having some fun doing it. And we just appreciate all of you guys so much for helping support us and giving us this opportunity really to develop the red pill project, to have this red pill family that we have over on social red pill and to expand um, this, this, this media group and really bring truth in and uh, understanding to a lot of people out there on such a variety of different topics. Um, it's been my lifelong dream and passion to do something like this. And I never thought that I'd actually be doing it and that it would actually happen and that I'd actually be able to continue to do it you know, without having to go out there and get a full-time job and all these other things. So much appreciated for all of you guys for helping support the Red Pill Project and everything that we do here. Um, you guys are absolutely amazing. So appreciate that. Thank you so much for all of the donations coming in on the Battle of the Streams. I don't recall 22 donated one ice cream. Get her done four lemons. Shannon 1313, three lemons. Thank you so much. I don't recall. Get her done and Shannon 1313. Fork the Mondo Gifted Shades, Bayonet, Four Lemons, Marilou, Four Lemons. Thank you so much, Fork the Mondo, Bayonet, and Amerilou. Slum Dog Gifted a Can. Thanks for Rumble. Going to watch this tomorrow. Thank you so much, Slum Dog. Uh, and then we have RPG3573, Four Ice Cream, and Pammy Pam Pam. I'm excited about Monday, partially for Trump's news and because it's my birthday. Well, happy birthday, Pam Pam. That's an awesome birthday to have. Hopefully, it's a boom that comes out. And thank you so much, RPG3573. And uh, going in there, I, I know a few people asked me um, about uh, donating to the Red Pill Project. How do you send a donation or anything like that? Or how do you support us? Best ways to support us are follow, like, share, comment, clip, post, social media. Those are the best ways to support us. Uh, if you want to support us with subscriptions or anything like that, Social Red Pill is the place that I prefer you do that. Uh, but you can also do it on Rumble. You can do it on Pilled. You can do it on DLive. You can support us there with monthly subscriptions. They have options for that. Uh, and then if you just want to go to redpills.tv, there's ways to support us right up there at the top, as well as if you hit that sponsors button, it'll take you to all of our sponsors that we use. And if you can find something in there that's going to benefit you and be helpful for you, please check them out, including Dr. Mark Sherwood. That's Sherwood, sherwoodstv.redpill. Um, you got my Patriot Supply if you're looking to get prepared for what's potentially coming. 25 year plus shelf food, uh, life food, water purification systems. That's redpills.tv slash Patriot. We do that really all the time. Redpills.tv with a slash that little tag after it because it's easy to remember because that's our website, redpills.tv. Um, then you have getgoldtoday.com, which is Dr. Kirk Elliott. If you want gold and silver in your portfolio, you have three days to buy some gold and silver before it probably goes up in price. Just letting you know. So get over there to Dr. Kirk Elliott, give them a call. And I know I got a great message from somebody the other day that their friend was working with Dr. Kirk Elliott. Um, it took them about a day and a half to get the calls all set up, to get it all through. And they got all the paperwork filed and everything was done. And like they're expecting delivery in like a few days. So it's awesome. Uh, happy that that process went smooth. And so check out Dr. Kirk Elliott out there, guys. Um, looking at what we have coming out and, and I don't, there, there's other, there's other news, but I'm just, eh. there always is, there, there always is, um, but it's, it's nothing 
significant, I don't think, that really pertains to what we're talking about here. Because what we're talking about here is Donald Trump, big booms, exoneration. So this is an exoneration level event Monday. Apparently, according to Donald Trump, this is going to exonerate him. And I want to I want to stress the, the, the severity of this. If what Donald Trump puts out Monday is a nothing burger, that's not good. Vince frozen. Oh no. Okay. No, oh, I'm just. I'm just intrigued. That's not good. Okay. Yeah, I'm just really listening. Yeah. I if know, if what Donald Trump puts out Monday yeah. is Greg Phillips did some great work on this data of 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 uh, um, basically cell phone data and it needs to be looked at. If that's what think, it is, it this this is not good. I don't think it would be the end though. They could do that, just like mislead, make them think they still don't have anything, and take it even further to the brink, which is scary. No, you want to know why? Because I think why? that the American people are at their breaking point. They're close, I think yeah. that we are at that precipice. I think that we are at that uh, that that moment where we have a critical mass, and that literally the right now, the literally the world is one fart in the wind away from collapsing. Okay, and and Donald Trump and everybody else ha- has to know that the globalists are planning something. We have Hurricane Hillary, quite literally. Hurricane Hillary, watch the water, timestamps, going towards California. Like, people, this is biblical. I mean, the symbolic significance of all this, how it relates directly to the cue boards, how it's all being played out. This has either got to be big data dump, the largest intelligence drop in the history of mankind, or, or, they called his bluff and he didn't have anything. I mean, it, look, look, 2,000 mules information, Greg Phillips information, that's not nothing, okay? That's significant. But is that going to hold up in a court of law after all the pundits have had their way with it and it's been out for a year? I don't think so. I, I don't think so. I think that there's been enough dirt spread about 2,000 mules in the mainstream media that they could easily discredit that within a court system. And so you would need something that has a high level of legitimacy like the NSA, the CIA, the FBI. You know, and, and someone said this the other day, trust Ray. What if Christopher Ray comes out and says, oh, yeah, I forgot we had this report. I mean, you never know what can happen. And so I think that the tides are about to shift. And that means that the deep state panic in D.C., the deep state has themselves against the back against the wall and that's when you're going to start seeing the lashing out that's when you're going to start seeing shit moving really fast and this is probably the purpose of the hurricane this is weather modification guys you don't get hurricanes in the pacific no okay especially near california and so the fact that that's happening right at the same time that donald trump's making an announcement oh my goodness Gosh. We need we need to clip that part about where I went over that. Get that Beginning. out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, where I went over all the details of that. Whatever. It's like a five or ten minute clip. Need to get that out there. But guys, listen. Um, short show tonight. I got a few errands to still run and still early here. It's eight thirty. I'm gonna give a shout out to Roxy SDG sixty nine donated one lemon cat twenty four one lemon Roxy SDG one lemon again. Thank you so much, Roxy and cat twenty four. Uh, Rummy just donated one lemon. Thank you so much, Rummy. Blue for you, supporter. $5 on Rumble. How do I have to donate to uh, have Slumdog host a show? Um, I don't... Uh, a uh, Gibson Les Paul custom uh, <laughs> Starburst. That would work. But he'd have to co-host. Wouldn't be able to host. And then Gramify Revolt donated one lemon. Thank you guys so much for all the donations that came in. You guys are absolutely awesome. Uh, short show show tonight. There's a lot going on, but you know I'm just not going to get into the details. Yeah, there's a you know a swimmer died suddenly. There's a few other things going on, but yeah, we'll have coffee in the morning and we'll be Vince fine. Take everybody. care of that and coffee in the morning. Um, I hope you guys have a great night. Don't forget socialredpill.com. Socialredpill.com. You can subscribe over there and help support us. Uh, it's free to join as well. You can just go in there and check it out. Well, they do have nightly Zooms, and there's going to be people in the Zoom right after this show's over, and you can go hang out with them, shoot the shit, have fun. They do it every night. Tomorrow night is the After Dark chat on that Zoom where myself will be in there for a good few hours, and we can have a Q&A, and we can talk and hang out. 
And so that's tomorrow and then Fringe After Dark on Friday nights, which I'll be in there as well. I'm doing the same thing, hang out, chat, communicate after the Fringe show. Um, I Actually, I won't be there this Friday. Vince will be hosting that this Friday. Yep. Um, I'll be on the road. Uh, but much love, respect, guys. God bless you guys. You guys all take care. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patched the game. <laughs> I, say it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.